0: Hola chicas! Welcome to the Life Links Podcast, where we encourage women to live their true diversity out loud in whatever way makes you feel empowered and joyous. Because we're not blending in. I'm your host, Consuelo Crosby, and also the creator of this content. So if you want to chat more about what we talk about here on the show, please reach out to me on whatever platform you enjoy on social media or on our website at thelinks.com. That's L-N-X-X. I'd love to engage with you more on these topics and hear what you have to say. Today we focus on something that is such a base part of our human existence and yet gets stripped away from us. Today we're talking about running. Now I know what you're saying, this has got nothing to do with me. Wait for it. From our native populations across the Americas to modern day, women have been denied the most base joy of running and running freely, whether it's for their health or camaraderie or well being. And now you may be thinking that running is open to everyone just by going out their front door, or that this episode isn't for you because you're not a runner. And yet, After listening to this episode, I hope you value your part in providing safety and well-being for our amigas to joyfully run whenever and wherever they want to go. So before you hit pause, consider this. You need not be a runner to join in with your friends. But women on the road and trails are vulnerable to threat and we can all do our part to navigate their safe return. So just do a search. Type in women running alone and see how the recommendations just strip away the freedom and therefore the fun because of what you have to do to feel safe. Things like Don't run with headphones, don't run alone, don't run in the dark, don't run in isolated areas. There's so much thumping in your head at that point. Sadly, my running days are limited now, but trust me, I know that joy that running provides. And if we can help more women revel in that joy freely and safely, then yes, we are all runners. And that's the key to today's episode. How to gain awareness of another person's situation. And from that, develop empathy for them. And then take responsibility to offer support back to them. The beauty of learning this today, in this simple but necessary example, is that it applies to life in general, for so many of us. And as always, I have a humorous personal story to set the stage. Basically, a creeper story when I was running as a teenager and how my mom played a key role in this. This story really highlights the danger we put ourselves in when we are unsupported in our diversity and how easy it is for others to participate in our diversity and keep us safe. First, let's catch up on some history because it always helps to frame today and understand where we are based on our recent past and just what we need to do to secure our tomorrow. Now, this is going to sound shocking to you, I bet. Running wasn't part of the fitness routine, even for athletes, until the 70s. There were definitely phenomenal track athletes, but for the general public, no, not a thing. Women were not allowed to run in general because the male medical society thought it would damage our baby-making parts and leave society childless. (laughs) Isn't that something? So for all the women you see running pregnant, oh, that would not have been allowed 30 years ago. The first women's Olympic marathon event was held in 1984. 1984. Most of you were born. This is in your lifetime when women were not allowed to run an Olympic event over 1,500 meters. It's basically a mile. I hear you. This is where most of us tap out anyway, and that's okay, but still. To be literally denied running is ludicrous, whether you love it or hate it. Women were not out running in neighborhoods, the beach, the trails. You can see how far we've come in your lifetime. But this is here in modern age America. In Native Americas, North and South, indigenous women have been running for ages. It's been part of their cultural history with spiritual or competitive purpose behind it. Fast forward to today, indigenous women from the Americas are seizing both the accolades of ultramarathons and pure companionship of a weekend Escapade. But still, in these bookends of time, they were also denied running. Yet women, especially women of color, still have barriers to running freely and safely here today. Over 65% of women say they are harassed or feel unsafe when running. Runners have to stay on busy streets for safety, but that makes them vulnerable to harmful traffic accidents. The frustration is really palpable. How could you get so cornered to frame how you run when all you wanna do is walk out your front door? How can something so base and simple as running become such an out of reach activity? And why should we feel so threatened to enjoy this basic human freedom? Honestly, this is just one more example of the stratospheric change Of recent generations and the delayed societal reaction to accept the change while still demanding the results. Where past generations did the battle, current generations are still fighting to get the reward, but all the while being expected to act as if they have it. And we see this everywhere. For instance, women in the past fought for equal rights. Then pass the baton to the next generation. But society as a whole wasn't too keen on providing equal rights. So that generation had to deal with harassment at the workplace and less pay and, and barriers to even entering the fields like the STEM fields. Today's women can be CEOs and founders, but they're still expected to do this without access to funding or support or accolade. So, whereas We are allowed to do things, we are allowed to run, we are allowed to have a job. But in one generation, you've gone from being allowed to do it, to being expected to break down the barriers and be uber successful without any kind of infrastructure in society wanting to help you. Now that struggle is real and that expectation is so high. We can do great things, but we still have barriers to hurdle and the burden of high expectations from others, even ourselves. And this is why we must gather in support of each other, even though it may not be in an arena that we're interested in, like running. Okay, are you getting the feeling that this isn't necessarily all about running? This is more about creating ways in which we can get involved in each other's lives to create the support in society for all these new areas that women are only now in your lifetime being allowed to do. But that's okay now. We have the answer. Together, we're stronger. And what works for one of us, works for all of us. That is the empathy we're trying to build across woman world. Understanding and feeling the need of others so that we are quick to act in their favor. Now, running may be completely off your radar to the point of not worrying about whether other women are running freely. I get it. Not your interest. Not your problem. We all have a lot on our plates. We can't be worrying about everybody or could we? If we're not interested about running, then maybe you're not interested about math either, or politics, or government. You see where I'm going with this? Choosing not to concern ourselves with subjects that we're not interested in can leave other women in those fields feeling isolated and left alone to deal with the lack of support. Think about it. If half the population is already neglecting the idea of women in running or math and science or government and we add another percentage of women, then woof, what are we doing to each other? So what does it look like to support women who are entering this literally freshly paved road of running? Remember, this is new territory, and although many more women are part of the field, society is not ready to accept it as a whole, to normalize it and not cause issues when they see women running. But women are quick, they figure out what they need, so now it's up to us to increase that framework, to normalize it in society. That's the key, normalizing our interests to the point that society accepts it so that the barriers are broken down, expectations are equalized, and support is widespread. I often found myself alone in my interests, partly due to society as a whole at the time I was doing it, and often due to my cultural identity. My mother... Insisted I become a doctor, lawyer, or engineer, but refused to permit me to interact with other men. Well, guess what? That's all there was. Other men. <laughs> Cal Poly accepted me in their engineering program, but then the professors told me to go into home ec. If women of my generation had only been my allies and help speak out against the bias, then all of this could have been corrected, even silenced in that moment. But instead, women were more in agreement because they couldn't understand why I would put myself through it. It felt defeating. No matter where I turned, I didn't have support. And it was really the worst feeling of isolation. It's one thing to not take interest in somebody's activity. It's quite another thing to not take interest in them doing the activity. We should always care about each other. Now, one of these moments when I really could have used some allies, ladies, was when I discovered I loved running. It gave me time to think, to decompress, and I just felt so strong by the end, which was really pivotal because this was high school, those glory years. What it didn't do was give my mom peace of mind. She was totally against me running alone because it fed into her fears that I described in last week's episode. If you missed it, you can catch episode thirty on any of your favorite listening platforms, or listen and read the transcripts on our website at thelinks.com. That's ln again. So, to avoid worrying my poor mom, I would tell her I was going to church. That way she wouldn't ask too many questions. Then I'd go to the local park, and I'd get changed in the restroom go for a quick run, and come back, clean up. So that by the time I swung by the church to pick up the daily bulletin, proof that I had gone to Mass, always thinking ahead, and returned home, I was basically back to cool, calm, and collected. And I thought this was going to be my solution. Until one day, I snuck out straight from the house while no one was home. And while I'm running on this isolated road, I realized a car was behind me, and it's refusing to pass. It seemed weird at first, but then it became creepy. My mind started racing on my six scenarios of what do I do? What's the best case scenario? What's the worst case scenario? And all the time I'm thinking, oh man, this is not going well. In my neighborhood, People's houses were far apart. There were no fences, sidewalks, streetlights, you name it. It was pretty country-like. And no one was exercising on the streets. So I decided to glance over my shoulder and size up my situation in order to make my plan. And yes, the drama entered, so I'm expecting a white windowless van or a massive pickup truck. So I was relieved to see this pale yellow car. And my brain relaxed just enough to begin panicking, because I realized it was my mom in her massive 1969 Chrysler New Yorker following me. Oh, so busted. My words here cannot do justice to that visual. You have not seen a car this huge. First off, this car was so big that my brothers could lie across the back seat without bending their legs. They were almost six feet, and my tiny mamacita could barely clear the steering wheel. You saw more of her white gloves on the steering wheel than that beautiful face. But I knew what that face would look like if I could see it, and there was nothing I could do but just head home. If only I had some girlfriends that would at least ride their bikes with me, I could have kept running near the house. Instead, the only time I could run was when I was away from my neighborhood, far from what I knew, and out of distance of my mom. And looking back on it now, I really put myself in vulnerable situations just to be allowed to run without being followed in her massive tank-like car. I wish I had the support of my peers back then, even if they weren't right next to me, just to support my desire to run. So being an ally for women really helps them personally, in the moment and in the long run. No pun intended. The more support we have from the beginning, the more likely we will persevere and become successful at it or stay with it just for the fun. And wouldn't it be great to help someone feel validated and safe just by being near them? What a gift. More so, being an ally for others in areas we may not have interest in gives us this great opportunity to meet other badass chicas that may otherwise stay out of our friend pack. We may miss them all together in our lifetimes. Instead of living in these silos of self-interest, how about celebrating all of us together in this wide open arena of empathy for each other? Hopefully you're a little enthused now to do something for your girlfriends who love to run. So let's illuminate three areas of how to support women runners by not even running. First and most accessible is being part of the run route, which gives you so many opportunities to bring your true self forward. This is where you can get really creative with your own personality and share your enthusiasm while adding safety for your runner girlfriends. So much fun, and it's so helpful. Oh, I don't have anyone who runs with me today. Now this takes some coordination, but that's a tool for nurturing relationships, making time for others and reaching out first, saying, hey, if you want to go for a run this week, I'm available. Also in this way, women will share their routes. The start and end times, and have someone fabulous like you to look forward to along the way. You can consider riding or scootering with them on their route, especially with those long distance runners. You can carry snacks and water for you both, have a speaker playing, that way you don't have your headphones, or just have a good conversation. I did this for my daughter when she was training for the LA Marathon. It was her 12 mile run, and I was puttering alongside on this scooter, and I was like, God, this is fun. But then the scooter ran out of battery, and I got stranded. She kept running. She finished her 12 miles. I had to walk back. So be prepared for that. Or how about meeting them at an endpoint, like a park or a beach or outdoor cafe? You can both share your locations to make the meetup timely. And no worries if you're running a tad late because your runner amiga. She could take another lap around the block or decompress and stretch. But don't keep her waiting too long because you want to celebrate together. Have a good time. Second, you could create a running event for your favorite roadrunner friends. Now these may be less frequent, but you can gather more friends and family this way. Think about how often you have casual parties or barbecues on the weekends. What if you were to frame one around all your friends who love to run? You could establish a starting point that you meet at and send them off with hugs and laughter. Bring your lattes and cafecitos with some nashis in case anybody needs a little extra boost. Be prepared at the finish line with water and fruit and more hugs. Have the music playing. Cheer them over to you. Revel in their love of running and feel the love in return. Hmm. And third, if you can't get to where your friends are, then perhaps contribute to running groups in their area. Running groups are organizations that provide camaraderie and safety for runners who don't like to run solo. They also provide support and advice on how to stay healthy or even prepare for races. So these groups often need help with donations for fees or equipment or volunteers. And the beauty of volunteering for the groups is you're guaranteed to get outside and you're surrounded by people having a great time doing what they love. And there's always snacks and goodies and beverages. So passing these out to runners will make you their best friend for the day. Or perhaps you travel to one of the race locations and double it as your mini or long vacation. Like when I ran my marathon in Florence. Ooh, so much better than running some local one. And I would have loved to have all my friends cheering me on along the route. That would have been a party. And again, this is a great way to become part of a larger group of friends by association. This helps frame your participation as a member, even without the running. Normalizing our participation in other people's activities helps break down the barriers, helps equal out expectations when you have a better understanding of what they're experiencing. So let's flip that, what are your favorite interests that you wish others would support you in? How do you envision them participating with you? We could learn so much from each other by opening up, sharing and learning and how to be part of someone's life even if we don't really get it. Like math and running. Because this same methodology is applicable to any other interest where women find themselves in this newly cleared territory with no infrastructure. We're actually building this infrastructure while you're in it trying to succeed. We practice thinking beyond our own experiences and interests and we make ourselves available to others. We practice empathy. This increases support to women in areas where they find themselves often alone and vulnerable. So just by striking up a conversation with them, listening to their day and truly, truly trying to empathize with what they're enduring or celebrating is a way to break through that isolation. Take it to heart. Put yourself in their shoes to feel what they may be feeling so much love. This creates so much love and less division. Better understanding, greater diversity, normalization of what other people want to do as not being separate from yourself. This is my diversity that I live out loud. My Hispanic heritage fuels me to think of others and what they love to do. It's such a natural part of being for me that my friends are constantly coming to mind during my day when I'm just out and about. Whether it's food or a funny joke or a beautiful day, something will remind me of my friends and prompt me to reach out to them. Maybe invite them over or at least shoot them a text. And it's this type of empathy that I would love to grow here, where so many people find themselves isolated and vulnerable. We needn't share the same interests in order to join and support each other in what we love individually. It's the core of creating intersectionality and inclusion within our communities. Practicing empathy brings us together, even when we don't quite understand. To normalize seeing women in careers and activities and relationships that weren't even allowed 30 years ago, weren't even allowed when you were born. But we need more than a role model. It's just not enough, the idea of Seeing it to be it. It's seeing that people care about what we do. Value our enthusiasm. Protect our vulnerability and become our loudest advocate. That's how we get ahead. This is how we normalize our diversity. This is how we create empathy and compassion and discover our part in each other's lives, even if we haven't experienced another person's pain or struggle or joy. We would love to see how you support your women runners and the fun events you've created, so tag us on Instagram or Twitter at lifelinks. And let's normalize women running independently and feeling safe from harm. Let's normalize women being in relationships and careers and activities that they choose to do. Let's show them we care and be present in their journey. Because if we can do it for running, then we can do it for their choice of partners and careers and lifestyle in anything. A big shout out to our global audience. So grateful you're here with us every week and learning to support each other and keep our human touch. I'd love to see your running adventures where you live across the world. Step into your truth, ladies. Ciao! Really appreciate the time you take to rate and review the podcast. Get the backstory and what you've heard here today and reach out to us at thelinks.com. That's L-N-X-X. Because it's about time, it's about us. Stay in the groove on our social media at lifelinks and get ready to make your move, ladies. Viva!